0: Hi guys, I'm Prakshal Jain and you're listening to Now Podcast with Prakshal. In this episode, we have Shantanu Anand with us and this is the second part of the conversation where we'll talk about poetry and writing and art forms. If you haven't checked out the first part yet, so please do it. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. So, poet talking about like poetry as an art form, I want to like, uh, I'm a budding poet, let's say. Mm-hmm. I am. I, I am. <laughs> yeah. So... I want to learn poetry. So uh, I have a few, few like things to ask sure. about that. Sure. All right. So what do you think are the... I mean, it's very hard to describe it, but what do you think are the elements of a good poem?
1: So I think there are three kinds of great art. The first kind is the kind that changes how you see yourself. It changes your perspective of yourself. So, great art can do this in many ways. It can demolish a lie that you believed about yourself, or it can make you accept yourself in a way that you did not know you could. And through this, you become a new person. You know, either you find that you've grown, or you've simply accepted yourself for who you are. Mm. The second kind of great art is the kind that changes how you see the world. It changes your perspective of the world around you. So many times we look at the world around us uh, through a lens of bitterness or jealousy or anger or fear. And because of that, we judge things in a very negative way. And sometimes great art can just Demolish that and change the way that you look at the world around you. So you find yourself looking at the same thing that you saw yesterday, but you look at it in a different way today, just because of the art lens that, is, that you consume.
0: Your your lenses change to see the world
1: exactly. Right? It's like it's like imagine you you were sort of um you you got specs, you know, like yes. say you needed specs, you needed spectacles, yes. and And you didn't know you needed it. So you walked Mm. around and everything was a little hazy, but you didn't know that it was not normal. And someone gives you a pair of spectacles and suddenly everything's clear. Great art can do that. Hmm. The third kind of great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same here. Same here. The greatest pieces of art are the ones. And, And these two things are things that I hold very dear um mm-hmm. because if a piece of art can change my perception of myself then regardless of what language it is in or how well it's been written or performed you know regardless of all the technicalities it has served its purpose and the same way if it if it changes my perception of the world and and this does not have to be in a big way it can be in the smallest most minute but beautiful ways because not mm. all change has to be big or large and people mm. feel as artists we feel sometimes like we need to change the world for our art to matter and I wanted and I would tell every artist who I could that that's not the case you know as long sometimes all your art has to do is it has to make you feel a little bit better and if that's all it's doing that's it. You know,
0: good uh, dude. you answered two of my questions in the same thing. oh, I'm so sorry <laughs> yes anyway, the the third,
1: the third kind of great yes. art is the uh, is the kind that entertains you, mm-hmm. that's it, you know there's no explanation to that. I think if it entertains you, I think it's good. that's it I think it's good, yeah <laughs> you know and and <laughs> the greatest pieces of art, like the movie Parasite, which released recently, um it does all three. You know, it changes your perception of yourself, your perception of the world, and it entertains you while it does it. (laughs) And I think that's
0: awesome. I think that's awesome. All right. And you just answered the question, like how I was asking, I was about to ask, like, how important are numbers and words? And you just (laughs) like answer, like people are so worried and caught up that probably my art won't get this number of views that just oh yeah yeah
1: because social media has done that to us
0: just made like i don't know who made all these numbers like uh so then i i recently realized so i recently started like writing like in a proper manner like i have to write daily in that sort then in in the process of writing i realized okay i'm right i'm trying to express myself or express a situation or express a thing or whatever it is in words Hmm. i think number should not matter it's my personal opinion you can you can disagree with this but uh, number should not matter in the words that i'm creating and it shouldn't it should not hinder the process of creating the words yeah i i fully you know, agree. it was so liberate
1: it, i fully agree
0: and it was so liberating for me like uh, i tried to like okay i want to write but probably i have posted a few times i have created a page but uh, nobody is liking i was like okay then i realized the most of the pieces that i'm creating falls in the f- in the first category that you mentioned it's changing the perception of myself about myself yeah right yeah and that is so liberating to know and it just feels a little bit better once you know it's coming from you that these are the three categories and it doesn't matter like what the number is
1: oh it really does because i believe there's no correlation between numbers and art and the quality of the the art. art some great exactly. pieces become really popular. Some popular pieces happen to be very good. But also, there are numerous numbers uh, of very ordinary pieces of art, which, um, you know, which are hugely successful. And on the flip side, there are enormous numbers of pieces of art, which are very powerful, but do not have numbers. And hence, I, I believe that because there's also, the flip side is that a lot of people believe that just because something is popular, means it cannot be good, and I don't believe in that. Hmm. You know, um, hmm.
0: I mean, it, it's very hard to find a correlation between all this. It's just there's no correlation.
1: That's it. Ha, numbers, no correlation.
0: numbers and words are parallelly; they won't like, they won't cross their paths.
1: Yeah, I mean, if and I wish success upon everyone. I want people to be successful. I don't want you to not want to be successful. Um, Yeah, yeah. to feel like you're a worthy artist. And Mm -hmm. I think that's important. I think it's important to sort of be in that mindset that, you know, we should, Mm -hmm. we can be accepting of ourselves and each other, and recognize that everyone's on a journey, you know, just Mm -hmm. because someone has put out a piece today, that one poem does not define them you know 10 years later they might be a completely different poet but you will still be judging them by that one thing they released 10 years ago Mm. and yeah and I think being accepting of ourselves and each other will just help everyone grow together much quicker
0: and do you think poetry as an art can be developed by crafting it like doing it over and over again (laughs) yes
1: I am such a big believer in that it's not even funny um, I've written all my best poems at the end of a cycle of writing a lot of poems, and yeah. and I believe that fully. You know, every every profession in the world, there is. I don't think there's a single profession where repetition, where training and rehearsal, does not improve a person. Um, but why then do we believe that poetry would be an exception? And I don't believe it's an Mm. exception. You know, we we were speaking about football earlier today, and Lionel Messi trains five days a week. If Lionel Messi, who is the most naturally talented footballer uh, who has ever graced the game, you know, in the last 20 years at least, uh, who I've ever seen play live, if this guy trains five days a week, who am I to say that I do not need training and rehearsal and practice? Mm. Um, and I think it's enormously arrogant of me if I say that, you know, I don't. Mm. Because I'm putting myself above everyone immediately who does practice and who has practiced and who has trained themselves and who has worked hard at their craft. Um, and I would not want to do that for sure. So uh,
0: tell us about your training routine. Of ah
1: <laughs> training routine is to kill myself <laughs> essentially oh that's uh, that's a very bad joke but essentially here's <laughs> here's how I create a poem like the poems that I'm proud of I just mm-hmm. I just hammer myself you know I I I'll stare at a b- blank page for hours um and I'll never forget this this one particular poem that I wrote um and and I I spent three nights, two nights in a row, you know, from like 11 to 5, just attempting to write this poem. And nothing. You have to understand that I was at my wit's end. I was so stressed that I could not come up with even one line. Um, And I also realized that I was sort of screwing myself. You know what I'm saying? Because you're tired Mm -hmm. the whole day. Um, Just because you're staying up all night trying to write a poem. Um, And and it's sort of messing with you. And you're hating yourself because you feel inadequate. Mm. And 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 normally, it's at this moment that a poet quits, you know. Um, mm.
0: Or but, anyone quits.
1: Yeah. It's like, at this moment where you feel like you're not good enough. That how, however hard you try, you're not going to succeed. But, but what happened is I kept hammering away at this poem until the next day, like after I think two or three days of this, I walked into a cafe at four o'clock or five o'clock and I had had this meeting, but the person I was meeting was late, okay? And Mm -hmm. uh, the beautiful thing is that I took my laptop out and I started writing and the words just came, you know, as if they had Mm. been living inside me all along. And if anyone just saw that snapshot, they would believe that writing a poem is so easy. It's so easy. Mm. Um, But the reality is that it's the opposite. So. Um, mm. everyone has their own routine. You know my routine is to just keep going, <laughs> keep going uh, keep until it's done. yeah, and and in the process, you hate yourself and you feel terrible <laughs> about life and and you're like, Why am I doing this? But at the end of it, you if you have something that you're proud of, I think it's worth. It. Mm-hmm. And you don't always, by the way, there are many cases where you mm. just hammer away at a poem. Until you realize that it's never be going to be good or even worse that someone else has already written this poem. You know, you sort of, you write yeah. a poem and you're super happy and two weeks later you're like, oh wait, this there's this person who wrote this poem and they're saying everything I wanted to say and they've said it in such a better way. You know, uh, uh. they've used better <laughs> metaphors, they've used better language, they've used better imagery and I spent a week and and that's why, right? Like. But the great thing about football is whether you lose or you win a game, the next day you have to come back to training. And mm. I think for us, it's important to see fo- poetry in that way, which is whether you succeed or you fail, the next day you come back uh-huh. and write again.
0: That's so awesome. All right, before I move to the last section, yeah. top three advice is three quick advices you have for the poets out there
1: uh one uh, don't be afraid to write bad poems okay i'm gonna say that again one do not <laughs> be afraid to write bad poems uh this is the biggest bane of poets is that we think that we are only as good as our last poem and that's not mm. true you're only as good as your best poem. So write shitty poem after shitty poem after shitty poem. I promise you at one point in the middle of all that shit, you're going to find a diamond. And then you hold on to that diamond and you nurture it and you craft it. And remember, when a diamond is discovered, it doesn't shine until it's cut the right way. So when you, and this comes to my second piece of advice, when you find a poem that you are going to write and that you want to write and you deserve to write, don't shortchange that poem don't be lazy with your writing and editing process write edit spend time with your poem make it as good as it can be and my third piece of advice is if you if you you know just just don't don't set unrealistic standards for your poems mm-hmm. not every poem you write has to be viral on social media not every poem you write whether it's good or bad, by the way, and, and I'm specifically talking about the good poems, just because your poem hasn't gone viral does not mean the time you spent writing it is wasted. Um, it just doesn't. Yeah.
0: Awesome, awesome man, dude. You're so you're so thought out about all this. Like <laughs> so such clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay.
1: It's, like, <laughs> it's, like it's such a big part of my life. Yes,
0: I can feel it.
1: I could have probably written off like 10 pieces of (laughs) advice. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, just quick advice for me. Do you think like uh, vocabulary, uh, building vocabulary?
1: Yes. Yes, I'll tell you why. Vocabulary is simply a tool for writing. Mm -hmm. It's a tool. So if you are playing cricket with a broken bat, Mm. you're not going to be able to play as well as you can. I don't believe in vocabulary for vocabulary's sake but I do believe in using the best tool and for for language the if you can use different words because there are specific words for specific emotions and if you can use the right word at the right time you're just going to be a better writer you know hmm. so um and the best way to develop vocabulary is to read so if you're okay. reading two pages of poetry every day. In six months, you're going to have a better vocabulary. Too many people think they need to read the dictionary or the thesaurus to get a better vocabulary. You really don't. You just need to read. That's it. And reading can be fun. Just choose a good book, you know.
0: Uh, One one is coming (laughs) in three months.
1: Yes, yes. No, man. There are thousands of good books out there. Just choose one of them and start
0: reading. All right, awesome. My last two questions. First one, I called the three by three matrix. Hmm. What are the three people, three habits, and three books that have impacted your life the most?
1: Oh, man. So I'm going to put my parents (laughs) into one bucket. (laughs) I I just think your parents. I mean, for those of us who are lucky to have our parents in our life, they just Hmm. make a huge difference to who you are, knowingly and unknowingly. And you just can't take that credit away from them. Um, (laughs) You know, it's it's your family. It's your parents, your siblings. your The whole army of people. Yeah, if you live in a joint family, then it's the whole army, you know. But (laughs) if you're in a nuclear family, like it's just your immediate family. Uh, Second, Mm -hmm. Nandini Varma, obviously, uh, co-founder of Ethelene Poetry Movement, such a good writer herself. And she's always pushing me to be better as an artist. Um, Mm -hmm. impressing Nandini is harder than impressing most other people you know when it comes (laughs) to poetry it's true Um, and uh, the third person it's hard to think of just one person beyond that you know what I'm saying because there have been so many people that Hmm. I can't put one person on a pedestal above everyone else but if I had to say one person it's a poet named Anis Mojgani um uh, and it's simply because it's after watching his videos that i started performing poetry um
0: how do you spell it
1: anis a-n-i-s
0: a- okay
1: m-o-j-g-a-n-i okay mojgani awesome. awesome. anis mojgani awesome. he's also we did an interview with him which is also in the book so he's a poet Ooh. from the u.s um he's a two-time national poetry slam winner from the u.s um, and he's just a wonderful performer, a wonderful poet, and a wonderful human being. um mm-hmm. so yeah he's he is it's because of him that I am where I am today for sure. so yeah, yeah, those are the three people. What was the second one? The three habits habits uh, no, no i I have a lot of bad habits. <laughs> I don't think there are any three. I mean my <laughs> habits hold me back. But, uh, but I'm very tenacious. So that's just one habit. Like, if I, I, I it's hard to make me give up. You know,
0: um, hmm. and it's it's such an important habit. It's such an important habit. I can't tell you how much time I put in
1: to develop this. Yeah, <laughs> I I can imagine. You know, it's but you got to be tenacious. You got to keep trying. And at hmm. some point, by the way, um being over tenacious can be a weakness, you know, because you allow Mm. too many things to happen to you uh, without Mm. saying no, you know, this is where I draw the Mm. line. So just with everything Mm. else in life, it's balance. But that's all I have going for me, really. My other habits are really bad. (laughs) Um <laughs> all right. and, and what was Okay the last you, you
0: can one? you can you can throw us all the resources of poetry three books, three poets, three websites, anything you want to three. books,
1: on. um off the yes. top of my head. Um I, w- I definitely songs from under the river by Anis Mojgani. Um all right. uh, I, can I go into non poetry as well?
0: Yes, yes, sure.
1: Yeah, there's a book called Room by Emma Donahue which is just one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, And there's a book called The Plague by Albert Camus, which is a great book to read in the time we live in. Um, And also objectively, Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those books that made me look at myself in a different way. You know, remember the three things Mm -hmm. of great art? Um, Yes, yes. I think it fulfilled the first one. So those are the three books. Three poets, it's so easy. Anis Mojkani, Andrea Gibson, uh, Sarah K. um there's also, there's so many, it's hard to think. But in terms of spoken word poetry, Anis Mojgani, Ghani, Andrea Gibson, Sarah K, for sure, all of these three people have contributed so much uh, to who I am as a writer and a poet.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That's... Awesome. My last question. Shoot. How do you define success and failures? Um,
1: I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not old okay. enough
0: for that. Yes.
1: <laughs> you know, this, it's it's a moving goalpost. You know, hmm. what looks like success hmm. today can be failure tomorrow. Hmm. And, and we're still living our journey. We don't know the destination. So we don't know if we are successful
0: or not. Hmm. Perfect. Yeah, perfect way to end it. Anything you want to discuss, anything you want to tell the audience, no, anything.
1: Man, I'm good. <laughs> Um, All right. Listen boss.
0: to Trakshal's podcast. Thank yeah. you, Shantanu, for being on the show. Thank you. For the the purpose of this podcast was to make like I don't know. I think it's fulfilled. Before I haven't published it. <laughs> Can you imagine?
1: Wow! I'm so glad to hear that. Genuinely.
0: Seriously, I'm not. This is not just a random compliment. I really mean it. I was just so into the conversation. And yeah, I think it was and, fun.
1: The time flew by, like yes. I, I just <laughs> realized that one. we've been talking for a long time. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, not feel I like
0: told you it will take one hour. <laughs> yeah.
1: It just feels like a conversation.
0: Yes. Yeah. Thank you again, man. Thank you, and all the best for your book.